Hello everyone and welcome back to Lessons and Confessions. I'm your host, Dahlia Savello, and just in case if you forgot, in this podcast we talk about life lessons, confessions about my own life, spirituality, and daily struggles we all may face. Happy summer, it sure feels like it. When I asked for warmer weather, this is not what I meant, but here we are, and so far this summer has been honestly great because it's definitely been an inward summer. I have been hustling, grinding, I'm not gonna lie. Um, But I've also just been kind of finding peace and going inward and, um, you know, healing. That's, That's always gonna happen. I'm always continuing my healing journey. It never ends. And I had some time off and I was able to meet with an old friend and just decided to bring her on the podcast. Uh, because I love have co- having conversations with old friends. I feel like it is a huge uh, way for me to reflect on my life and the choices I've made and just kind of how I want to move forward. Um, so I'll be having my friend Stephanie on this episode of LNC. We talk about lessons we learned in our 20s and choices we made and uh, things in our healing journey that come up and continue to come up and how we're dealing with them and I just want to thank her because she got so vulnerable in this episode and we talked about grief and it was just you know these things are like the deepest part of like your heart and she just brought it out to light and I just want to thank her uh, for being so open and you know feeling comfortable enough to share those things not just with me but with everyone who listens to this podcast so I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do too. good coffee i'm actually really surprised this is better than like starbucks i'll say that Mm -hmm. this is really good it's like a iced chai sort of thing anything with cinnamon i'm down Mm -hmm. now my life is sweet like cinnamon nobody gets that line nobody gets it what is that line for you like what's that because like cinnamon isn't sweet but i feel like i don't know her music just I don't know. To me, when I hear that line, I think I'm just like, she really hates herself. That's interesting. I feel like she puts herself herself in situations where she's not being treated correctly. And I know most of her songs are about (laughs) drugs, but like her relationship with men is just not healthy. Like, I don't think I've ever heard her sing about a healthy relationship. And I Mm -hmm. think to her, like, this is the best that she's had. But I think that's, like, a. I think in general, like, that's a huge reflection of, like, your love for yourself is your the reflection you're going to be having in, like, a partner or, like... For sure. Interactions. For sure. <laughs> Talking about this subject. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were warming up earlier for this. Damn, that was such a deeper version of, like, what I thought it was because for me it's, like, yeah, cinnamon isn't sweet. But I like cinnamon with, like, my sweet stuff. Like, I like cinnamon in my coffee. It's like like that spice. Like, yeah, it's the spice in the sweet stuff, you know? So, like, I think she's saying it, like, now my life is sweet, like, cinnamon, which is, like, yeah, I went through all the shit. That was, like, the spice, but now it's sweet. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think maybe I was listening to her music at a bad time then. (laughs) Like, she hates herself. That was a very, like, deep fucking a- analyzation of that whole fucking line. I know, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, her music, I've always liked it because it's not that typical, like, lovey-dovey. It's actually the trials that she's been through in her relationships. Like, I don't know if she has daddy issues or anything like that. But, I don't know. Like, her the relationships that, like, she's talked about, like, I just feel like 
They've never been very healthy, and a lot of times she's talking about drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, blue jeans, I'm pretty sure, is, like, about coke or something. Well, she, wasn't she, like, an addict at one point? She was, like, a heroin addict, addict right? Am I oh, mistaken? I don't know. I don't know if it was heroin, but maybe I'm just making shit up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I know there's, like, hardcore, like, Lana Del Rey fans out there. I, I mean, I'm a fan because I do like her music, but, like, I don't know much of her life and her background. I just... Yeah, I, I think... I actually don't... I don't know a lot about her. I think she's from Florida, if I'm being honest. That's, like, the most She sings a lot about California for being from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she lives in L.A. now, and I think she mm-hmm. wrote, like, a poetry book or something like that, which I haven't touched, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. she has a way with words. Yeah. I no, think. yeah, I think, like, her her lyrics are very poetic, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I like it because it's, like, that sad girl shit, and not, like, she has a way of making, like, boy problems, like, super... Like, feel whimsical in a way. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or just, like, um, I don't know, I guess I could go, I, I could go dark like that, you know? Like, she makes like going dark very whimsical like you said yeah like instead of saying like he's an asshole it's like he's an asshole and he's just like sprinkling like <laughs> like glitter on it I'm like yeah <laughs> he is an asshole <laughs> i definitely think the music like spoke to me at the time i was like wow i feel very seen with mm-hmm. the things that she was singing about because i mean obviously not like the super serious things i was like what is she what but I don't know, like, I feel like I could see or I could compare, like, things that I was going through with, like, her music, and I felt like, at the time, like, maybe, yeah, like, early 20s. I don't know if you remember this, but, um, when we worked together, by the way, Stephanie and I worked together uh, at Aeropostale and Air Express and... Yeah, we worked in retail together. You were actually my manager. But <laughs> I, I, do you remember that one time where you found that post-it? And you were like, what is this post-it? And it was like song lyrics. And it's because, and then you're like, who's writing this? <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then I was like, oh, I wrote it down because I couldn't like, I couldn't ask Suri like who was singing the song. Yeah. So I had to write down the lyrics because the song came on. But I don't know about you, but like I, dude, like especially like in my teenager years, I mean, obviously now too, but like I would like songs that I could fucking relate to at the time. Like I wanted to find a song that I felt that exact same way at that time, and then I would like hook onto that song. Yeah, but I I don't know if this ever happens to you, but do you ever hear songs now and you're like, I wish this song existed back then yes. because it explains how, <laughs> how I, I felt. felt at that moment. Yeah, yeah, like I felt like that when I heard SZA's new album. Dude, like, that whole album was like, I was like, oh my god, I needed this in my early, early 20s. Yes, I was like, if I would have heard this back then, it, oh my gosh, I would have drowned in it. I would have maybe gotten over it faster. <laughs> <laughs> or I just wanted to kill him. <laughs> that that whole, I mean, her first album, I definitely like really related to it. Like, oh my god. On the weekend. The weekend, oh. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. I was like, this is so bad that I'm like relating to this right now. I'm like, oh. (laughs) You had an eventful twenties. But yeah, like Kill Bill. So good, so good. I needed that back in the day, for real. Anyway, it's a um, really good song, actually. Stephanie, welcome to Lessons and Confessions. Thank you. I feel like I started off a little rough. No, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. I like it. <laughs> Stephanie's a fellow Gemini, so I yes. feel like we're going to have no problem just, like, talking and coming up with, like, anything to talk about, honestly. Anything and everything. Um, well, why do, like, 
just in retrospect, here we are in your apartment with your boyfriend and then just like looking at all the things we've been talking about like of our early 20s I mean you and I spent our early 20s uh a lot like together doing things that we didn't need to be doing and I also feel like you create like this friendship with like the friends that you work with it's like such a different type of friendship too because you're just like day in day out doing like the normal thing you have to do to like survive so like I don't know something about that gravitates you to people like even more because like we ended up like going to raves with all of us together like that's crazy I mean we spent so much of our time together Mm -hmm. like let's say I think because you were at the time like you were a really good associate so we were like let's give her like the whole eight hours and (laughs) I was there for eight hours so you were there with me the whole day Mm -hmm. and then after I'd be like let's go grab a thank you for calling me a good associate (laughs) yeah except that one time when you were high at work (laughs) (laughs) I had my days guys I I had my days I was like what is wrong with this girl right now oh my god but um yeah so we spent so much time together and then after I'm just like let's just go grab a beer because at the end of the day I think at least in my eyes I felt like she understands the kind of day I had Mm -hmm. or she will understand the most out of everyone because Mm -hmm. she was there with me let's just go and like we would talk about personal things at work Mm -hmm. anyway so I feel like that definitely made us a lot closer than I expected for us to be. And that whole thing of, like, having to clock in and, like, you have to, like, just put on this mask and, like, hide whatever it is that's going on or mm-hmm. however it is that you're feeling and, like, have to go through the day. But then to kind of have that support during the day of, like, you know that person's feeling this way during that shift and you're just, like... Fuck. We're all just trying to get through. Yeah, we're all just trying to get through, man. Thank God for those walkies honestly because mm-hmm. i would relieve myself on those walkies like this fucking bitch you can curse right yeah you can okay, curse I'm you like, can curse. i can curse you're gonna have to edit a lot of this out if not uh, not only is she a fellow gemini she's a fellow salvadorian so our yes. mouth is just gonna be out of here you're gonna hear lots of f-bombs today guys i Sorry. hear a lot of people like when i tell them them salvi they literally like they have this look on their face of like <laughs> Yeah. Like this, like, like this disingenuous, oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, why do we have such a bad rep? Like, I don't even understand. I don't know, but we're paving the way. (laughs) Paving the way. (laughs) We are the new generation selfies. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Because I will say, eh, you know, I mean, that's for everyone. Everyone has like their, uh, what are they called? I was going to say chusma, but that's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Their chusma. (laughs) thing yeah like every like every race i think has like you know i bet every race has like their own like little group like a certain type of like of people oh yeah. you know like they do really fit that stereotype of like that race you know what yeah I mean? but, but I, not everyone's like that exactly i'm just like that's not fair to put everyone in like one yeah. category but we will judge you though if you don't have coffee at your party though yes <laughs> yes you don't leave a party without a cup of coffee, you know, especially if you've been drinking, your tia's going to make you that cafecito para que no te vayas, you know. Yeah, like you can Muy verga. Yeah, how are you going to be at a party for hours and then not have a freaking, like, coffee? And a bun. And, and like, a little... Yeah, like, or a, a little something. Yeah. How are you going to have birthday cake and no fucking coffee? Like, it's just unacceptable. It's just wrong. <laughs> Speak, take a sip of her coffee. It's unacceptable, yes. 
His coffee's actually really good. It was kind of bitter, and when the guy asked if it was good, I just lied. I think you just needed to, like, shake it up a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. It does taste like a chai, though. So, what, you know, I know... I know now we've reconnected. We went some time. That's for another day. Mm-hmm. We went some time without speaking to each other. Um, but I, I think that you and I both like acknowledged that that was just because, you know, growing growing up stuff that we probably just needed to like venture and be on our own for whatever reason the universe wanted it to be that way. But I'm glad we reconnected. But I'm not going to lie, like reconnecting with you has brought back like a lot of memories, a lot of reflection mm-hmm. of things that I've been through and like... Like, you were, like, we were just saying in the car when we were coming back, like, I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you, like, gave me the topics for today, mm-hmm. I remember just looking through them and one line, like, one-liners and all these memories just came back and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And it made me kind of sad, but also really happy because I'm like, wow, I've come such a long way compared to who I was and how I was before, what I accepted before versus mm-hmm. now, and I just feel like a completely different person, and it's such a nice feeling, honestly. I know. I'm kind of, I'm, it, it honestly makes me really excited to get into my, like, 30s, and I'm 28 now, so I'm like, all right, like. We're almost there. We're almost there, but I feel like, okay, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that I went through these things, and oh my god, I just wish somebody would have, like, stopped me and just, like, told me, hey, like, it's gonna be okay, you don't have to have it together, which I feel like people did. I just was so in my yeah, world. I think, yeah, I definitely know, like, I think we would even tell each other, like, it's going to be fine, you know, mm-hmm. but it's really hard in the moment to believe that because your reality, like everything that's happening to you, it just doesn't mm-hmm. match up with what you're hearing your friends say, you know, mm-hmm. I just remember, oh, there's just so many times I remember like crying in your arms and I'd be like, oh my God, like the world is over so hurt like I just felt this is it (laughs) yeah like I just felt like there was nothing beyond this Mm -hmm. and how now that I think about it I'm like oh my god so fucking dumb (laughs) like how dramatic can you be you know but yeah when you're in the moment like you're so young and when you maybe like if you didn't have at least I feel like I personally didn't have like a previous like in this case relationship or a healthy relationship to like base Mm-hmm. what I wanted or what I needed from the next relationship mm-hmm. off of. So I was just kind of like going with the flow and being like, yeah, this is fine, this is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you don't know what you don't know. I feel like I didn't even have a base of, a foundation of setting like even what a good relationship was with myself. No. Like, wow. The way like that I even talk to myself or deal with things now, I'm like, this is not how I used to do this. Yeah, <laughs> and I really admire like I don't know if you see these videos online of these parents and they're like having their kids repeat positive affirmations like I find that to be so nice because at 21 22 I couldn't even say that to myself and Mm -hmm. believe those things and I feel like no one's ever really taught I was never really taught how to quote like love myself Mm -hmm. like how do you do that Mm -hmm. you say love yourself and it's like accepting yourself but it's not that easy, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something that you have to kind of practice. And when you don't know how, it's like, you're just yeah. kind of moving through life not knowing how to do that. It's funny that you were mentioning, though, like, the whole, like, um, oh, like, the, you feel like this is your reality at the moment. So this is, like, when it's coming down. Because, I mean, I work at a school. I worked with middle school for, like, six years. Mm-hmm. And I try to remember that when these kids are going through stuff. And they obviously tell me and, like, unload and, like 
And I'm like, whoa. Like, it really is, like, life and growing up. Because to them, like, these little things that happen to me, they're like, oh, like, wait until your problems. Like, now I, I sound like a fucking boomer, you know? I'm like, oh, that's... Wait until you get into the real world. But then I try to remember, like, especially as an educator, I'm like, this is their world right now. This yeah. is their reality. This is what they, all they know. So obviously they're going to feel like the world's ending. And I fucking did that when I was in my own 20s. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had my time with that. I think maybe you said they're middle schoolers. I think they're not looking for someone to be like, it's going to be okay. Like, I think sometimes you just want support. You just want to know that you can talk to someone and that you're not alone and there's this relief that you feel when you mm-hmm. can trust someone and I feel like you have this energy to where like people can talk to you and it's just very comfortable for them mm, so you. I feel like hopefully they feel that way I know I've, I've I've been I've been told this before which is really weird but I do have people that I go to for like myself but mm-hmm. like I feel like I don't go to people as much but then I'm like I, I do feel like I am a go-to person for some people. Yeah. You're a good um, listener, I feel. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I do that for a living, so. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, what do you get? I get paid to supervise kids, but I also, like, mainly it's, like, also, like, an uh, extra emotional support. You're a part-time therapist at the school. Dude, no, yes. Like, <laughs> at, like in the school world, like, there's, um, like, everybody has their own little, like, clique of kids that gravitate towards them. Uh-huh. You know, they're, like... If, like, one of my coworkers doesn't show up, they'll come up to me like, is Miss Diana here today? And I'll be like, uh, no, she didn't come in today. Why? What's going on with her? Like, their world is shook because that person didn't show up. So, it it feels, feels cool to know. But, I don't know. What would you say is, like, the top things that you, that really highlighted your early 20s and, like, learning lessons? Um, I think turning 21 was like a big thing for me like (laughs) I was I had this new freedom to go out and I think I misused it at the time like that's all I really did Mm -hmm. um and I got into like a little bit of trouble for that (laughs) (laughs) and then um there I had like a relationship situationship that I was kind of stuck back and forth in for like I want to say what two three years I feel that. (laughs) Girl. Um, I think that definitely, when I think about my 20s, my early 20s, that's what comes to mind because I feel like I, I don't want to sound dramatic, but I feel like I suffered so much during Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I hit rock bottom because, I don't know, like I just didn't know how to get myself out of it. And it wasn't that it was like a bad, like... It wasn't, like, abusive or anything to where, Mm -hmm. like, I couldn't get out of it. But, like, you just keep coming back to someone that... It's what's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I think for me, it just got to a point where, like, I need you to fucking tell me that you don't want me. Like, don't hint about it. Tell me that you'd want nothing with me. I'm not even going to lie. I don't even think that would have worked at that time. (laughs) Dude, I had to hear that. I had to hear that versus, like, the little, like, hints of, like, maybe Mm -hmm. just not getting a text back or Mm -hmm. getting a text back the next day. And my dumbass would be like, oh, finally, he texted me. Like, you know, and you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're... Mm -hmm. It's just such a lack of respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think I, just going through that cycle for however long that was, I really think it was like two, three years, but mm-hmm. it really, I think, helped build character. Like, <laughs> it built character. But yeah, it was like, it was a rough time. And I think if that wouldn't have happened, though, 
I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I did learn and I wouldn't be the person that I am now. I wouldn't be in the situation that I am now. Like if that wouldn't have happened, I don't think I would be in this like amazing place that I am now. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I didn't learn that lesson, it would have kept presenting itself until I learned it. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes like with anything. Yeah. If you don't learn it the first time, I feel like the universe just keeps throwing things at you until you finally get it. Mm-hmm. But did you did you feel like um so like what made you realize like what was the root causes of like feeling this way for you? Like what was the reason why, you know, self-love was so difficult for you to reach at that time or why you know your attachment with certain people like what did you end up how did you find that that was something obviously like it wasn't going to continue you didn't want it to continue but like where did you see the root cause of you acting and behaving and feeling this way I think wow takes a hit of the pen <laughs> like right <laughs> no and I haven't even I didn't even hit the pen I'm over here like just having just a coffee. Like, I'm like, girl, you know, it still like, gets me. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, like I me, have the attention span of a squirrel. Okay, so <laughs> well for me personally, I got. <laughs> You're like, um, let me think about this one more time. Sorry, that I mean, no, that's like a huge question. It's a big question, like. It's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. I mean, for me personally, I think I got really uh, interested into like, why am I acting this way? Like, why are these, why do I have these attachment issues with this person? Why do I have this attachment with this person at all if they're not giving me anything? It was literally an attachment that was like on the, that thing was like a little fine line of a yarn at that point. Like there was really no base or foundation to me being so um attached to certain people that I like dated or and then put up with obviously like behavior that was like just not acceptable ever Mm -hmm. um I think for me it was a lot of like my past and like my childhood you know the the norm of like how your parents like fucked you up you know and like the usual the usual but even then like now like as I get older like I even I don't even like to blame my parents which I think I did for a long time I blame my parents yeah I actually like had this conversation with my boyfriend and what I took from it like he would he just told me he was like you know they did the best that they could Mm -hmm. you know and it's true like they did the best that they could the best that they knew how Mm -hmm. and maybe it wasn't what you needed at the time um at least like for me like my mom she wasn't the most like affectionate and I think that's what I was looking for as I got older like affection attention Mm -hmm. from someone but my mom showed me she loved me she would tell me on occasion you know but like she (laughs) always like there was never a time that I didn't have anything that I needed or wondered if she did love you yeah no like she always took care of me like she was always like the best mom always Mm -hmm. had my back and especially as I got older I kind of realized like our relationship turned more into a friendship but Mm -hmm. it just kind of like I don't know like I feel like I woke up one day and we were just like really good friends Mm -hmm. and I was able to tell her anything and Mm -hmm. like she wouldn't judge me and like it just kind of went from that mom daughter like relationship that you have in like your teenage years to like being an adult and oh yeah because in teenage years I fucking couldn't stand like we'd fucking go at it (laughs) I know so I think like for me maybe what really like snapped me out of that phase that I was in was Mm -hmm. just the pain that I was in Mm 
Mm-hmm. I was in so much emotional pain, and I was like, why am I putting myself through yeah. this? Like, what? Like, you what? just got tired of it. I yeah. just remember waking up one day and be like, I'm tired of feeling like this way and yeah and then it's kind of embarrassing to say but like I feel like I had very low self-esteem I didn't think that I deserved better than what I was getting I didn't think it was gonna get better than what I was receiving I thought that I had the best at that point Ooh. <laughs> me I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like Ew. but yeah I think that's definitely like I feel like I in a way hit rock bottom like emotionally mm-hmm. I was like where do I go from here Mm-hmm. What can I do to fix this? There's nothing I could have done to fix it, but leave the situation. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to do it, but when I finally did, I just felt this like relief, this freedom. I felt like I was able to reinvent myself and just enjoy being who I wanted to be mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah, no, I feel like I definitely did. I mean, I, I mean, going back, like I said, like I really wanted to find the root cause and like the way I grew up, I, I could see how... I mean, I didn't have a bad childhood. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything, like, horrific happen to me. I think I had, like, the usual Latino parent, you know, mom. That was maybe a little too hard. Yeah. Didn't show affection all the time, but I knew she loved me. My dad was always, like, a provider. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, maybe just, like, their marriage was, like, something that... I definitely, now I can see that I don't want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't have, like, a bad thing. So, I think for me, like, getting out of that phase of, like, my 20s, my depression 20s or whatever, it was just, like, I don't know. I just got tired of feeling that way. I Um, think something that I noticed in both of us was that we grew up in very strict households. So, when we were older and able to just kind of do whatever we wanted. Did you religious, too? Yeah. So, like, my mom was just strict um she wanted things a certain way and I feel like I'm like that too now like I want things done a certain way and if it's not done my way it's wrong which is not good and I know that and I'm trying to work on it but yeah like my dad um he is very religious and you know when they're trying to when he's trying to like impose that on me I'm like no like this is not gonna work for me mm-hmm. and it's not I don't know it's just that I think for me being forced to do something and this is probably, like, everyone. Like, being mm-hmm. forced to do something makes you not want to do it even more. Yeah. Like, I like to do things on my own time. If I'm going to find Jesus, like, let me find him on my own. Yeah. If I want to. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up very religious, too. I think that for sure played a part of, like, even now, when was it? just happened yesterday where, like, somebody will mention, like, a movie or, like, a show or, like, a, like, um, a song or, I don't know, anything. And I'll just be, like why did I not know I feel so uncultured like I don't know any of this but it's because I was really in a box like my mom was very like not only was she like from El Salvador and everything but homegirl was like super Christian so like we were listening to like Christian music on the way to school and shit like that yeah my dad was on a whole other level but now that I think about it I wasn't really around him so like I was like man I really never had a chance to really like see who I was on my own I think I tried to I think I I definitely attempted to the best of my ability which was like Twilight and maybe like Paramore at the time yeah (laughs) but like other than that like I never I feel like in my 20s I finally was like I have the freedom to be whoever I want to fucking be it's like you were like let off the leash yes and you just don't know what the fuck to do yeah so like after my boy craziness I was like oh shit like who am I yeah, I feel like I still, like, ask myself that now. Like, I just moved on my own with my boyfriend. Like, this is our both of our first apartments, you know, alone. 
and I remember I had like a little crisis like an existential crisis like after moving in maybe like a month after right and I was like who am I like who do I want to be what kind of adult do I want to be like and it sounds so dumb but it's like you have this unlimited amount of freedom to go out into the world and try new things and you know see what you like see what you don't like be this person or be that person or however you know and like it's just overwhelming and I was like what do I do with my life now like I was so used to being with my mom all the time and now like she still lives pretty close but we don't see each other as often so now I'm like okay well who do I want to be now that I'm just Stephanie you know Mm -hmm. and it's weird like I was asking myself that question and I got kind of scared because I'm like how do I even find out who I want to be or who I am like yeah and I, I was like googling I'm like are there books on this like is there a book for like <laughs> where I can just like read up on this yeah or like how to navigate these emotions because like I really don't know and I and I got to a point where I was like I don't even know what I'm feeling mm-hmm. like how do I know where to look for the an- or what answers I need if I don't even know what I'm feeling mm-hmm. um so what were I mean I think we've talked a lot about the negatives of like our 20s and the blues and the sad depression and like lack of self-love but what do you think were like highlights for you in your 20s what do you think you've learned about yourself what do you think is Um, like some really hardcore views that you developed from your 20s well I actually just told you this one I'm gonna say it before I forget okay go for it um but we were talking about this in the car like when someone shows you who they are (laughs) the first time Please believe them. Don't give them three, four, five chances to do the same thing. Like, Amen. <laughs> yes, like seriously, like believe them. I promise you it's not going to change. And I wish that I would have like understood that back then. Mm-hmm. But I feel like good things that came out of my 20s, I developed really amazing friendships. There was a time where like you and I were going out all the time. We had a few of our other friends that we worked with and we were all just this like really fun group and everything just felt so like whenever we went out I wasn't worried about the next day I wasn't Mm -hmm. worried about anything like that I was just trying to have a good time in the moment yeah and enjoying that and I think that has stuck with me and I just I I feel like I'm circling back now and I'm like I want to nurture friendships like that again Mm-hmm. And I want to get back into that feeling of like having those people to be with. Sorry if I'm like deviating from the question. No, but, like, I go not off at all. on a tangent. Dude, I'm, like, no, I'm all about tangents. I feel the um, same. I feel the same. I feel like I friendships are weird. I feel like it's definitely something I've learned that people are gonna constantly be going in and out of your life because you we all grow differently. Yeah. So it's no surprise to me sometimes when I no longer have friends in my life or something happens or whatever because yeah like I guess my views do change like I feel like even as like (laughs) I don't know if it's like the Gemini in us but like I'll recreate myself any day of the week (laughs) I'll be a whole fucking new different person and just be like no I don't want to do that anymore or I don't I'm not feeling this anymore so I'm not going to do it anymore like you know yeah for sure but yeah I'm trying to think like what else what else was like really good that came out of my 20s I think I I pressured myself a lot to have it all figured out and I think I'm trying to look at this in like a positive way but I think (laughs) I rebelled against like forcing myself to commit to something like I didn't 
continue going to school at the time because I was like, this is not what I want to do. I just want to like live my life. And I gave myself that opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like for once I kind of like took control of like what I wanted to do. Like Mm -hmm. obviously your parents want you to go to school. They want you to do this. They want you to do things the way they want it done. Mm -hmm. And I think to have that freedom and to even have the balls to say, I don't want to do that. Yeah. To your parents is like, Oh yeah. I don't know. Like maybe it's just, a cultural thing but like for me like I always felt like oh my god I have to please my parents I have to make sure that they're happy if I, I don't feel 100%. like mm-hmm. you're worried that they're not gonna love you or they're not gonna support you anymore yeah. but it's like yeah I totally felt that way too for sure I think like um I think like if you would have looked at me back then like like going into my 20s I showed every like I did well in high school I was a good student Mm -hmm. I literally would have looked at me and been like oh yeah like she's totally gonna go to college and like get a degree and everything and I just didn't turn out that way and for some reason I felt like such a failure and I was just like ugh. like I was do I feel like for a long time like you said I feel like I was what added to me being depressed was like I was trying to be this person that I wasn't I was living life for other people for my parents trying to please like my dad going to school you know the thought of like what my mom would have wanted and you know so many various things but I think people pleasing is something that I've definitely learned about myself in my 20s and I'm like yeah no I'm not doing that anymore you know I don't I think people people think that people pleasing is like subject to like going out when you don't want to with a friend but it's like so much deeper than that it it really is so much deeper than that how have you dealt with like your people pleasing well, I was actually just going to ask you, like, how do you feel? Like, how would you, like, how how is it deeper for you than just, like, agreeing with people? Damn, look at you interviewing me, too. This, yeah, is, what I, what, I this is what happens when I bring another Gemini on the podcast and being interviewed, too. I'm curious. <laughs> um, I think it's just being true to yourself is hard because you want to make people happy. I think this is even when it comes to, like, now that I have, like, a partner, like, I have, you know, uh, my boyfriend in my life even sticking to like what I really truly want to do and I think that at the end of the day it's just learning that you just need to choose yourself even if that means that it's gonna I mean I think there's you have to have discernment obviously but like yeah at the end of the day I feel like my sister's really good at this Mm -hmm. where she's like I'm not gonna do something unless I truly genuinely feel it and she even like vice versa wants that from another person yeah you know like you just want at this point I feel like everybody just wants people to be genuine and I feel like when if you get to a point where you're people pleasing then I feel like that's somewhat like I don't know I've just had friends that like feel this way like want to have like control over you or family want to have some form of control over you and then as soon as you just don't want to abide by that or go along with that they just you're not useful to them anymore Mm -hmm. then you're a bitch then you're eh, I don't really like her all of a sudden you know and so I don't know I just feel like if you're bringing people to that point like what is it that your relationship is on like what is the point of that relationship is it because it's mutually emotionally beneficial like you guys both support each other is it just because like this person goes along with things that you want and say or do well interesting enough interestingly enough like which one's right (laughs) (laughs) interestingly (laughs) but um i remember actually 
kind of when like I started to pick up that this guy might have been like a little psycho. Um, <laughs> I remember him telling me like people are only people only like interact with other people because of what they can get out of that person. Mm-hmm. And I always remember like that always stuck with me because when I heard that I was like. That's not the no. way you think of relationships. No, yeah. because I'm like, I'm giving because I want to give. I'm not here looking to see what you're going to give me, mm-hmm. whether it's, like, materialistic things or mm-hmm. it's, like, emotional. Like, obviously, I think we all kind of expect at the very minimum respect mm-hmm. and, you know, someone that cares and is interested in us, but mm-hmm. I'm not out here, like, talking to someone because of what they can provide me with. You know, like, I'm out here talking to someone because I like their um vibe company. Their yeah. company yeah yeah so I'm like I'm here like I'm not looking to see what I can get out of you whether that's money whether that's like attention mm-hmm. like I don't need you 24 7 on my ass you know like mm-hmm. I just want someone that I can hang out with and that understands me and so mm-hmm. when I heard him say that I was like the fuck is wrong with you so then it made me think <laughs> like what are you in your mind getting out of this situation with me yeah and how do you how does that translate to like other people like when you're friends with other people are you friends with them because you genuinely like them or because of what they can provide you with Mm -hmm. and like that always made me think and I always like looked at him differently because I was like well like why are you talking to this person why are you friends with this person why do you do this is it out of interest Mm -hmm. and I know that that's if we're being honest and we're like harsh in a harsh way like that's how the world works Mm-hmm. it's transactional like everything is transactional but I think for me at least like I like to believe that we do things because we want to yeah. you know and not because we're expecting something in return mm-hmm. I mean I think it's like a sticky situation because I feel like I don't know I just like it's been really hard for me to vibe with people now more than ever it, it has ever in my life and I'm a very social person because you have standards <laughs> period (laughs) period I just like uh, I just like I don't know I just feel like I get I I sometimes feel like a really bad friend to those that I am friends with uh, or like even my family because I feel like I'm just like so in my own world oh my god yes and then I'm like fuck like I haven't I haven't spent time I haven't talked to I haven't called my sister I haven't sat down and have a conversation with my dad. I haven't, like, gone go hang out with, like, my family to hang out with, like, the boys and, like, you know, spend quality time. And now I especially feel that with my nephews because I feel like they're just growing up so fast. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, trying to keep up. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, this is why I don't – I feel not ready to even have kids on my own because I feel like I get so lost in my own world. And I know everybody – like, my sister tells me, well, it's just going to naturally come to you. But it's, like, no, you, like, you don't understand, like. I'm so in my world. I feel like I'm finally out of a survival mode that I'm just enjoying what my peace yeah. right now. But I do have that kind of, like, guilty feeling at times of, like, I just check out. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like, I get a lot of shit because, like, my mom will be like, did you call so-and-so? Have you spoken to so-and-so? And I'm like, no. How do I say I don't give a fuck? And, I mean... It's not that I don't give a fuck, but... I just... For me, it's, like, it's not... I don't love these people and it's like usually family like oh did you call this person like it's not that I love them any less but I've just never been that person that picks up the phone and like how are you like you know I'm just like you said I'm kind of just in my own world and Mm -hmm. I think right now I'm still like figuring out like Mm -hmm. what's working for me and you know what my world is Mm -hmm. you know and I think thankfully like I feel like I've kind of found like a rhythm Mm -hmm. with my new life I guess Mm -hmm. like I have my boyfriend now and like 
we have a, a like a rhythm in our life and this is how we do things and this is how we go about our week and that's just I'm just trying to figure myself out and I feel weird saying that because I'm almost like I'm closer to 30 than I am to like 21 but mm-hmm. it's like this is part of my process of like finding myself I guess yeah and I maybe I'm a little late but at least I'm fucking doing it you know yeah I think that does that's what it is like I feel like when I see people like having it I'm like no I feel like I'm still building this like very solid foundation that took me fucking forever to have like you don't understand so I do feel like I'm still in like a state of like metamorphosis where I'm like I'm just so concerned about building like that's my number one priority now is just having this stable life this stable peaceful life and then I think I'm sure I'll reach like a state where I feel like okay I can share my energy a lot more to those who really matter and like I feel really deserve that energy for me yeah I don't have that yet except for like my obvious like family and stuff but yeah like I find it really hard like I feel like a bad friend there is some people cross my mind all the time where I'm like dang I wish I would have like kept in touch and I wish that we could have been close still or like I wish something wouldn't have happened between us. Yeah. Yeah, but then I, I remember, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I had a lot of moments like that. Like, during the time we weren't talking, I feel like it was, like, two years, mm-hmm. three years that we didn't talk. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for me, I was just like, whoa. Like, I felt like it was such a, like, punch in the gut because I was so used to, like, always talking to you, always hanging out. Like, we literally did everything together mm-hmm. to just not have that anymore and to not have you like it was like painful it was Mm -hmm. like a breakup you know Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of moments where I would think about you and I think I wanted to reach out but I was just too prideful and I was like no like she did this and that and like I wouldn't like think about the things that I did wrong so I would just you know yeah so I think like here you know so I was like no 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 she did this this and that so I'm not going to talk to her if she wants to talk to me she can reach out to me but Mm -hmm. it's like I think I finally got to a point like i was talking to like my boyfriend about it and he was and I I remember it was like Thanksgiving of last year and I just remember I had this really strong feeling that I was like I need to like reach out to her I want to just at least apologize if that's all that we get out of this conversation then at least I did that yeah and he like encouraged me to really just he was like you know if you want to talk to her then just talk to her what do you have to lose you know Mm -hmm. like you guys are already not friends like Mm -hmm. or you guys are not talking you know so just go for it and I finally just fucking went for it and I was so nervous I was like she can either tell me to fuck off or (laughs) but then I was like no Dolly I wouldn't do that she's not like that (laughs) I wouldn't do that no but I think there's probably like very like maybe like one or two people that I would have ever just fucking say that to but no but no I feel you I feel like I think one thing I did learn about myself even like with you is like I don't know I mean yeah I think if you if I've ever cut you off it's like a forever thing for me sometimes Mm -hmm. like I I stick to it but I feel like now in reflection that was a huge like mechanism for me to protect myself that I would just do that if anything I felt like things were going weird I just like I do just cut people off because I've had to do it with like a lot of like family that I still don't speak to to this day I've done it with friends but I've also had, like, a similar situation to you where I'm like, you know what, I apologized to someone I cut off. And I was like, now thinking about it, the situation could have been just talked through. Yeah. I could have seen maybe that person was just, they made a mistake. And, yeah, like, I feel like sometimes people know what they're doing and I do still abide by that. I still will cut people off, but I think I I try to do a little more self-reflection now. I'm like, 
am I really going to do this? Is this really why? Should I talk? Should I? I kind of think about it more than just like cutthroat, let me do this. Yeah. I think, well, the way that I looked at it, I kind of just felt like we were just very codependent of each other. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, like I mentioned earlier, like we did everything together. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in the neighborhood, do you want to come get gas with me? Yeah. Do you want to go to Target with me? Yeah. Do you want to grab a beer? What are you doing after work? Yeah. We'd spend a whole like eight hour shift together. Or I would yeah. sleep over and I would be there mm-hmm. the whole weekend and we would just like yeah. hang out, you know? So I think that was just kind of a way, like the universe was kind of like, we were already kind of having issues. Like I, I felt like we were not seeing eye to eye for Mm -hmm. like a while and then finally like things just kind of like popped off yeah and I just feel like if that wouldn't have happened we wouldn't have grown the way that we did Mm -hmm. I feel like I definitely felt lost after we stopped talking Mm -hmm. but it forced me to like find I guess in a way like start to find myself what do you want to do what do you want to do with your life what are you gonna do with your time you Mm -hmm. know like what now yeah, because when I stopped talking to you, like, that was, like, our little rave group. So I didn't even go raving after that for, like, some time. I really went MIA. I really went inward. And, like, it really did allow me to have time to myself to, like, I guess create that person that I wanted to be. And, like, you know, shit happens for a reason. Yeah. How do you deal with, like, friend breakups now with this new mentality? Um, I just, I have very few friends now very few people that I hang out with and I think the reason that I've started to hang out with people more now is because not only like do I live closer to everyone but like I'm with someone now and I think he definitely likes to go out like a lot more than I do like I don't mind going out every once in a while Mm -hmm. but I definitely love sitting on my couch and watching (laughs) the housewives you know like I I love just chilling yeah so he's definitely like kind of gotten me out of that shell again but I don't feel like I've had any like friend breakups recently I think the people that I've kind of like stopped talking to I just felt that maybe the way that they were living their life wasn't how I wanted to move forward with mine and it's Mm -hmm. nothing against what they're doing but I just don't want that in my life anymore yeah like I don't want to be around certain people that do certain things anymore Mm -hmm. and that's okay because if it was the other way around I would understand you know, like, mm-hmm. I I just don't think there's any need for any animosity, and maybe I could have, like, said something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have this bad habit of, like, I just kind of slowly start disappearing, and mm-hmm. then I just go full ghost, which isn't good, because I know nobody likes to get ghosted, but, yeah, I'm just like, you know what, like, this isn't working for me. And, like, yeah. I think now if it were to happen, like, if it was something now, I would be like, hey, you know what, like this is bothering me and yeah i would so at least they have like an idea of yeah but i feel like before i i always told myself like they don't need any further information like i don't need to explain Mm -hmm. myself if this is my decision and what i want to do then i'm gonna do this and it's not right Mm -hmm. but i don't know that's just how i dealt with things and i didn't get any pushback so i feel like it was a mutual decision at the end of the day yeah you know not that people have to like beg you to like talk to them but it's like there was no effort on the other side so it's like if you're not fighting for the friendship why am I still like fighting for it you know yeah what are you looking for in like friendships or like any connection now um I think am I on the dating show (laughs) she's like what are you looking for now um I don't know I just want someone that's like easy to talk to low maintenance I like people that are fun that are outgoing that have a good sense of humor don't take things too seriously like 
you know, I just want to be able to be like, hey, let's just go grab a beer, you know, let's mm-hmm. just go talk. And someone that, like, the conversation just comes naturally. Yeah. You know, it's not awkward. You're not, like, thinking before you're hanging out, like, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? Like, you know. Why do you think, like, making friends now is so difficult? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if maybe for me it's just because I don't go out enough to, like, make new friends. Mm-hmm. But I also don't try because mm-hmm. I feel content with the people in my life now. Like, I feel like I've narrowed it down to, like, the important people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, as long as I nurture the people in my circle now, like, quality over quantity. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I think I just look for, like, really low-maintenance, like, laid-back mm-hmm. friends. Like, I honestly don't even feel like I'm looking for friends. Yeah, like, I'm not looking for friends, but, like, if I had it to, like... It comes about. Yeah, then. like, those are probably... probably oh, my God. Girl, <laughs> coffee. Um, that's probably like what I'm looking for, or mm-hmm. what I would be looking for in like a friend. But I mean, I'm good right now. I'm not taking any applications. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, not to twist it into like a more like sad thing, but I think that I'm I have to cry if you say something sad. Just no, <laughs> but uh, just because um, I'm actually gonna have my sister on. Uh, on a later episode because we do want to talk about grief because uh-huh. I feel like that was like a huge thing that maybe obviously I think contributed to a lot of my sadness and depression in my yeah. 20s and I think that that's probably what I was running away from most of the time is to feel what I was really feeling and so yeah I feel like I tried to fill voids with like boys a relationship and you know the huge the drugs the alcohol because, I mean, who teaches you how to move through grief? Nobody. Nobody. You're on Nobody. your own. Like, you kind of have to, like, figure that out on your own. And if you don't deal with it, it just yeah. kind of sits there. And I think, yeah. like, I totally see what you're saying because I feel like that's what happened to me, too. I was just, mm-hmm. like, suppressing it. And when I finally got to an age where I was able to, like, go out and do more things mm-hmm. to not think about, like, what mm-hmm. I was sad about. and the And it's weird because, I mean... I was going out and trying to suppress these emotions that I came around or that came up for me when I was like 14, 15 years old. So mm-hmm. that's like six years after the fact, but yeah. it still lingers. Like it, it's not something that just goes away. Yeah, I look at like, um, I mean, I can, dude, wait, can I, can I mention like who you lost in your life? Yeah. Because um, I know that that's something that you and I really, I think definitely brought us closer um was because we did share grieving yeah. as like a a thing in our life and so I know you lost your grandpa and you said you were how old were you um so I lost my great grandma at 14 mm-hmm. and then I lost my grandpa at 15 and so it was back to back yeah so it was like a year after each other mm-hmm. and with my grandma like we knew she was sick and she was in the hospital my great grandma mm-hmm. um but I think I, I was close with her, but it, it and it hurt, but it wasn't to the extent to, like, when my grandpa passed away. Because okay. that was, like, <laughs> that was, like, my yeah. best friend. That was the person that I spent all of my time with because my mom yeah. was working and my parents were separated. So mm-hmm. my dad would, I would be with him, like, every other weekend. And he would visit when he could, but the majority of my time, like, I got picked up and dropped off at school by my grandpa. He would help me with my homework we would go mm-hmm. out, like, we would hang out until my mom picked me up, or I would sleep over. He was, he was he a was, father figure. Yeah, like, that was, mm-hmm. like, my dad at the time, because he was there any time I needed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do you think grief played a part in, like, 
discovering yourself and the lessons you learned in your 20s? I think... Hmm. Well, I think for me, I went through this period of time where I was like, what was me? Like, why is this happening to me? And I felt like I was the only person in the world that had ever felt like pain like that because it's so Mm -hmm. painful. Like, it's not something that physically happens to you, but it manifests itself physically, at least for me. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, I even have like a visual of what grief looks like to Mm -hmm. me because of how I felt like on the inside. Like, I feel like it's this like, feeling in your chest like a sucking hole yes it's like a black hole and it feels like it's just pulling all of your happiness and all of the good feelings Mm -hmm. that you've ever had good memories like they're just being sucked in there and all you feel is this like void Mm -hmm. um and I feel like I don't know like as I got older I just always felt like I'm not worthy of like having someone in my life that I really care about. I don't want to nurture relationships anymore because I don't want to feel this pain. This loss of someone. Yeah, Yeah. and then I'm, like, thinking, oh, my God, like, I have my parents and I have my grandma here Mm -hmm. and I don't want to lose them. And it's just Mm -hmm. this spiraling feeling. And then to just not think about it, Mm -hmm. I was just drinking and going out and doing whatever I could to not think about it. Mm -hmm. And it made me very, like, avoidant as Mm -hmm. I was in my 20s I was like I don't want to deal with it I don't want to deal with it if it's mm-hmm. not a pressing issue I don't want to deal with it it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like even with like if enjoying the now for me is really something that has come with a lot of like working through mm-hmm. and like healing myself because like even with my boyfriend now I just feel like this sense of like this might just be gone at any second and I think that that's what grief really taught me is like nothing is permanent in this world and your life can change in a blink of an eye and it can like there's always going to be that before and that after of that happening so I feel like that that like my PTSD was like not holding on to anything too tight because I was like I can lose this at any moment yeah and so like even with like now I, I like my boyfriend's the same way he loves to go out his like he loves to hang out with his family and do like a bunch of things and it's like I realize like I don't have that and I want and now I wanted to blame people doing things in my life to me but the truth is like I didn't seek that Mm. like closeness with anyone because I was like no I'm not gonna get close to people anymore because I can lose them or people leave all the time yeah so and it's like I think that developed my like abandonment issues and my like attachment issues with people and that just spiraled into something that like I obviously needed to go through what I went through to realize like oh my issue wasn't that these guys are assholes my issue is that I accept this behavior because I know this person is not down for what I truly really want deep down underneath yeah I was the one with commitment issues yeah and I mean (laughs) I now that you're saying like abandonment issues and things like that like I definitely that's definitely something that I've dealt with and even up until recently like it's been hard like and it's still something that I don't think I've like sat down and been like how do I move through this and how do I work through this it's gotten better but like growing up you know like my parents separating like my dad was still present but he just wasn't like in the house 
the way that I remember him being. And I was four years old and I was like, where's my dad, you know? Mm -hmm. And then getting older, like I was really close with his two brothers and then one of them moved to Arkansas. So I wasn't able to see him as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And then my other uncle, he moved also. And I was like, oh my God, like everyone's leaving. And it just so happened they were all men, you know, Mm -hmm. the men in my life. And then, yeah, right? Here we go. And then um, my great grandma passes away and I was like, oh my God, like, another person you know and then when my grandpa passed away oh my god like I just felt like I did not have it in me to keep going anymore I was like what the fuck um I feel you so like I always was kind of like expecting for people to just leave oh so cute it's okay this is good that we're talking about this out loud yeah So I feel like in the beginning, I gave my boyfriend, like, a really hard time. Oh, girl. I'm about to cry, too, because I'm, yeah. And I feel so bad, you know, but I was just, like, expecting him to, like, just stop texting me one day. Yeah. You know, like, not, I don't know, like, I was like, he's going to get tired of me. You know, he's going to leave. Oh, my God, I'm crying because I did. (laughs) That's literally me. Like, I, yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah, and I just felt so bad because I was like, dude, this guy is doing nothing but, like, the best, you know? And I was consciously, like, I knew I was like, if you keep acting out, Ugh. he's going to leave. Like, yeah. he's not going to put up with it. You're you making know? your biggest fear happen. Yeah, it's like a behavior. self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, yeah. like, you're Self-sabotage to the fullest. Yeah, like, yeah. you're expecting this person to leave, and you're maybe not realizing it, but you're doing things to make this person leave. Yeah. And then you're, when they leave, you're like, see, I told you, I knew I still it. struggle with it, that. It's hard. It's so hard. And I'll catch myself and then I feel really guilty after. I'll like tell him, I'm so sorry. I know I was acting out because like you don't understand like... And it sucks because I want him to understand. I know he understands. But then I also deep down know like he doesn't deserve that. Yeah, You know? And it's just sucky. It's it's a sucky place to be in. I'm still like... I was... That's literally what I was going to ask you. Like how do you deal with all of these lessons and all these feelings of like, you know, grief and like how that just like your parents and like it moved forward into like your behaviors in your twenties. But like, how are you enjoying your now? I think with that particular situation, I, I've gotten to a place where I have finally, like, I believe my boyfriend now when he says like, I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere, you know, like I have my moments still where I'm just like, I get pissy about something, and then he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we literally live together. Like, where am I going? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, but yeah, like, I and I see the difference in myself because I was, like, super rough around the edges in the beginning, and then now Mm -hmm. I just, I see it in myself, and I know he sees it too. Like, Mm -hmm. I just completely let my walls down, and I'm just so comfortable, and I can Mm -hmm. do and say whatever, and this person loves me for who I am, and, like, I've never had that. So, like, to have that now, it's, like, you want to nurture that. You want to make sure that you're doing, like, everything that you can. And we're not perfect. Like, we're going to mess up. We're going to say things. or We're going to do things that are going to, like, make them upset. But I think at the end of the day, like, if you are both committed to working on it Mm -hmm. and that you guys know that you love each other and this is where you want to be, like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that you guys can't get through. And I think we both have really great boyfriends. (laughs) I'm crying because this is something I definitely struggle with. Oh, my God. When I first started dating Adrian, I was, like, 
for me, everybody, the outside world, everybody else exterior to me was the problem. It was not me. Mm-hmm. And Adrian was the person that made me realize, like, no, Dahlia. It was like they put a mirror in front yes, of Yes, they put a, he put a mirror in front of me and he was like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, he made me wake up to, like, the fact that I had a lot to work through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And if I don't work through this, like, I'm going to lose this person who is everything I've ever asked for, is everything I ever wanted in a person. And yeah, like having that, like, that's why honestly, like, I don't care. Like I do, he is a priority. He is, if not one of the biggest priorities in my life because he did allow me that. That And which is why honestly, like, I really feel like I found my person with him. And even if things like don't work out between us, which I highly doubt, but, <laughs> but just if they don't, like, I feel like, He's just, like, uh, allowed me to love myself in a way that I would have never expected. And I just, like, love him so much for that. Like, I'll always respect him for that. Mm. So, yeah. No, I totally feel where you're coming from. I still work through some of those, like, behaviors. And it's sucky. Like, I hate that I put him through that sometimes. And then I'm just, like... Your cat is so cute. He's just staring at me. Yeah, she's, she's just sitting here. She's like, she's interesting. Yeah, she's like, okay, um, we're having a therapy session. She's like yawning. She's like, why are you crying? <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, enjoying the now has been... A process. A process, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, like I said, like I still have moments where I seem to project my fears onto my relationship or like onto my boyfriend so like Mm -hmm. there's moments where like I'm definitely like insecure about certain things but it's just because I'm like oh my god like I don't want anything to happen to like lose this person Mm -hmm. so like I always get I think that's what it is I get fearful because Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my god like I don't want to lose this person you know because that would be such a like such a a blow to me you know I mean I've told god the universe so many times i'm like please don't give me that lesson again because i really (laughs) don't want it like just to come so far such a long it's like the grieving process and it never ends like i still you know have issues with it a lot when people say time heals all wounds that excludes grief like yeah i'm not trying to be like a debbie downer but i don't that never goes away Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when I think about it, I love this quote. It's something along the lines of, like, grief is just love that perseveres. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's like, yeah, like, I I have this love for this person and I don't know um, what to, like, I want to give it to that person, but, yeah, like, they're, they're not, not here, here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the best thing that you can do for yourself is, just allow yourself to feel everything. Yeah. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling angry, if you're whatever you're feeling, like let yourself feel that. I feel like everyone's like, oh, they like they tell you to be strong and everything's mm-hmm. gonna be okay. You don't have to be strong. Mm-hmm. It, everything is not gonna be okay right yeah. away, you know. And it, yeah. and you might feel like it's never gonna be okay and it's never gonna go away. But I think you just have to look for things in your life that make you happy and that will mm-hmm. help you move forward and help fulfill like fulfill you yeah I think what I would have liked to have heard from someone you know anyone is just to acknowledge that my life was forever different from that day and nobody came to me and said that and nobody said they're like everything's gonna be fine you're gonna you know you're gonna get through this you know with God you're gonna get through this you know time heals everything but I wish somebody would have just told me like hey like 
just acknowledge like hey your, your life's not gonna be the same it's a big thing you it's know? not gonna be depressing it's gonna be sad for a bit it's gonna you know things will get better but it's not gonna be the same yeah and so it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling because you've lost what your life was up until now and I just feel like nobody ever said that to me and I feel like that would have been something that I would have liked to have heard yeah I think for me when that happened when I experienced that I just didn't know who I was Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, who am I without my grandpa? You know, like, mm-hmm. and it sounds weird, but like, we would go to bookstores. Like, after I would get off of school, we would go have lunch, and like, he had these boxes of DVDs and CDs, and he would like make me watch these old ass movies. And I remember complaining yeah. about it, and he would play like all this different type of music, and like, that was who I was. Like, it was like Steph and Wayne, you know, mm-hmm. like, we were always like that team, and then like, he's not there anymore. I'm like, well, who am I? Yeah. Like, what do I do now? And I think I just, I, I don't know, like, I nothing felt real. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should, like, ask to talk to someone because I always felt like I was, like, bothering people, mm-hmm. like, if I wanted to talk about it because I'm like, oh, well, this is, like, something that happened to me. Like, nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear about, like, me being sad. I don't want to be yeah. that person, but it's like, I wish I would have, like, spoken about it more. Yeah. Well, I always say, like, losing my mom for me was, like, losing my compass in life. Yeah. I just, like, so lost. So I was, like, you're right. Like, who am I? Like, I always knew my life, like, my routine with my mom and, and like, you know, what holidays look like and, it like, that all just, like, shattered. It really is very – it was very traumatizing. I guess, like, in other words, that's no, the word. Yeah. That's what it was. Like, it was traumatizing as fuck. Like, and I was only, like, I was 20, you know? How old were you? You were, like, 15? Yeah, I was 15. Like, fuck. Like, no. Like, now that I look at 15 or 20-year-olds, I'm like, uh, yeah, no wonder I fucking flipped the fuck out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no wonder that happened to me, but... And, you know, I never, like, really realized that I met you so soon after your mom passed away. And, like, it just makes me, like, look at you differently, too, because I always, like, looked at you and I was like, wow, she's so, like, she's so sweet, she's so confident, you know, like, she always seems so happy. And then, like, when I put it together, I'm just like, I can't imagine, you know, like, I feel, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for thinking of me that way. <laughs> um, I had a lot of, you know, some, I had, did have a lot of people tell me that, that the, like, oh, like, you handled it with such grace and stuff. But I, I feel like I really just hid my sadness my anger with life so well like that's how deep I had it in me yeah so you know I I realized why I made the mistakes that I did in my life and it it took a lot of really huge reality wake-up call like checks and wake-up calls to come to terms with like whoa I need to snap out of this yeah and but again though like you don't know what you don't know like you no one was like this is how you maneuver through this or Mm -hmm. like there's no right or wrong, but mm-hmm. there was no... I felt like, at least for me, like, nobody was really helping guide me through that. And mm-hmm. I feel like after it happened, because I pretended to everyone in my family that I was, like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, I would break down. And even now, like, I can't really talk about my grandpa without crying, mm-hmm. you know? And it that happened 2011, mm-hmm. you know? So 12 years It'll be 12 years in November, and I still get emotional. Like, I still feel some type of way about it. And I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I think maybe sometimes I, I'm like, was it my fault? Because I didn't, like, say that I was super sad. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, I could have, like, 
had more help I guess like mm-hmm. from my family like obviously my mom knew that I wasn't okay because mm-hmm. everyone kind of knew that relationship that we had but yeah. I just kind of pretended to not feel sad or as sad as I was mm-hmm. and I think because of that like everyone was like oh she's fine mm-hmm. so I just now ne- I just kind of was like dealing with it on my own yeah and that's just kind of how it went mm-hmm. and even now like when I want to share about what happened like I still get emotional Mm -hmm. and I feel kind of like embarrassed in a way because I'm like oh I don't want to cry I don't Mm -hmm. want these people to like be like oh this bitch is crying Mm -hmm. you know but it's like that's something huge Mm -hmm. that happened in your life like those emotions those memories for me like you like I said like when when I talk about it out loud um I don't know if this happens to you but it's like this small movie of my life of that time frame that I just remember so vividly that when I think about it it's so impactful that obviously like I do like break down like that you know I do like these tears do come up out of nowhere so yeah you're right like grief is not like a time heals all because it's still very present to the from the day that it happened yeah but what would you give advice to someone that's going you know through their early 20s or what would you give advice to like the younger Stephanie what would you say to her Hmm. if you could say just like a few things I think the biggest thing would just be to remind myself my younger self that you're not alone that you have people around you that love and care for you I think I always felt like I was on my own for everything Mm -hmm. and yeah it was just so bad like it just did not end well for me you know so I think just remember that you have people around you that love you. Lean on your family. Lean on your friends. Like, they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think also I would tell myself to not rush. I wanted to be successful and I wanted to be this and that. But I think it just caused more stress for me and it made me shut down. Mm -hmm. So I think just not rushing and then what else? Just, like love yourself it sounds so cliche but like love yourself you know respect yourself and if you have to like write it down Mm -hmm. write down what it means for someone to love you or what it means to be loved to you Mm -hmm. or what it means what respect means to you Mm -hmm. and look at that list that you made and be like okay I'm not settling for anything less Mm -hmm. than what is here and I wish that I would have done something along those lines for myself And I feel like I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. But I also want to say that, like, there are lessons that you have to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. Because how many times are there, like, situations where things are not supposed to happen, so there's little bumps in the road, Mm -hmm. but you keep pushing through because you're like, no, 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 I want this, I want Mm -hmm. this, I want this. And then the universe is like, you want it? Okay, let me show you what's going to (laughs) happen when you get it. Yeah. So, like, if something, like, don't push too hard for something. Like, Mm -hmm. if it's not meant to be, like, trust your gut. Mm Mm-hmm. If it's not happening, it's because it's not supposed to happen. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a big one. Period. I agree with that. <laughs> so what do you, like, what do you, where do you see yourself in the future? Where are you putting your priorities to? What are some of your goals? I think a big priority for myself right now is nurturing my relationship. Um, I definitely want to see a family in the future for us, you know, like, those are, yeah, like, it's so, like, I'm at a place now where I'm like, well, I can think about these things, and, like, I can see it, because I'm Mm -hmm. with someone that I actually want these things with, like, I can't imagine not having, like, a future with this person, you know, and then I definitely want to just 
find what makes me happy when it comes to my career, when it comes to the people I hang out with, the things that I do, like really sitting down and finding out what makes me happy and what is, what's going to make me like Stephanie, Mm -hmm. you know, like what do I like? What kind of person am I going to be? What do I want my home to look like? Just, I feel like I have this like clean slate right now and I just kind of want to figure out like, what do I like? What do I not like? How do I want to be? Like Yeah, like you're totally creating yourself right now. And yeah. it's just like so liberating. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm 27, but that doesn't mean that I can't like reinvent myself, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I really want to focus on that and I want to just enjoy my life. And I feel like I'm in a place right now where I feel kind of lazy. Like I feel tired. I don't want to mm-hmm. do certain things. I'd rather just like not go out. But I'm like, dude, no, like there's so much out there. And I don't know, I have these moments where I think to myself like, I'm going to die in the future, and hopefully in the future, and, <laughs> and there's going to be so many things that I'm not going to learn, that I'm not going to experience, and it makes me sad because I don't even know what those things are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like a high thought, but... No, no, I totally think of life to that magnitude, too. I'm like, I'm like I just don't want to be in a place where I'm, like, old, and I'm like, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, like... It, it And it's not in like a, oh, let me just do everything or try to rushing myself. But it's like now when I really do feel something or have an idea for something, I'm like, I do question myself and be like, why aren't you going for that? If that's what is in your head and that's what you want at the moment, like, why not? I've always been like that. Might as well continue. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's really important to have that inner dialogue with yourself. Yeah. Because... I don't know, like, your inner dialogue, at least yeah. for me, like, I feel like I talk it, myself it's your, up. It's a relationship with yourself. Yeah. I think that that's what I'm I'm learning to build, is definitely, like, a healthy relationship with myself, which I don't feel like people think about it like that, but it really is just sitting down talking to yourself. And it's how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I feel too. like I would always be so rough, and I think that's where I kind of gained a little bit of, like, maybe not confidence, but I grew some balls when I was, like, in my <laughs> early 20s, because yeah. I was like fuck it, just do it, just fucking do it. And I would just go for things, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I did this. Yeah. I need to have that same energy with more healthier things now. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, just do it. My dad sent, me and my dad and my sister have a group chat, and he sent, like, a quote, and it said, "Um, you don't really start living your life until after you're 40. Everything before 40 is just research. And I responded and said, well, call me a scientist. <laughs> no, seriously. For real. It's true. And I, I, my boyfriend actually just, like, showed me this video of, like, um, Rain Wilson, the guy that plays Dwight, uh-huh. on The Office. And he's like, your 20s are for experimenting. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to have it all figured out in your 20s. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, everyone says that, but it's so hard it to... It doesn't feel that way. It yeah. feels like you need to have it together. Yeah, you're conditioned to believe. Like, society has told you, you have to have your shit together. Like, 22, you need to be graduated from mm-hmm. college. And you need to start that job that you didn't put that much thought into. Yeah. Getting that degree. Yeah, I'm throwing away that mentality. I'm totally okay with, like, and I've been very open about, like, where I, what I do for a living. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel bad about where I, uh, where I am. Like, I still get up every morning like everyone else, and I go and do what I got to do to keep myself alive, to have a good life, to be a good person. And I'm not going to put that down just because it's not, like, attached to some fucking label that people say is cool and is better than something else. Like, no, like... Yeah. I'm just as much of a hard worker as the next person and that you can't take that away from people and that would be putting down any of like the jobs our parents ever had and like you know I'm just sick of that and I'm just sick of trying to 
reach this level to reach this like I don't know pedestal for people in society about things of where you're supposed to be so I'm, I've had it with that mm. I'm just literally just living my life now as we should as we should well thank you so much for having this conversation with me this is very very nice very healing I'm very glad that I get to reflect with someone that I definitely went through a lot of lessons with um I've had a lot of I've had one of my friends, you know, be on the show and we talk about it. And it, every single time I have a conversation, I just feel like it, it's really, really healing. And I'm really glad that we took some time for it. Same. Thank you so much for having me. I think saying things out loud is so different from just keeping them in your mind or having that inner dialogue with mm-hmm. yourself and talking about it. It's just so refreshing mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a relief in a way. Yeah. And it kind of takes a load off of like that situation, like... I don't know I never really put much thought into my abandonment issues and being like maybe I should like see how I can work on that like (laughs) yeah like I know they're not I know it's not good but like I until having this conversation now I'm like you know what like Mm -hmm. I should definitely like look for better ways to cope with that yeah definitely look for some healthy ways to would deal with that and acknowledge that because then I feel like if you don't I feel like you're almost shaming yourself for feeling that way when it where you need to acknowledge that these feelings are coming from somewhere this is coming from something somewhere stop shaming yourself and try to understand it more definitely like journal worthy i feel I like i need to journal more. yeah i feel like i should too like if it's even if it's just like how i'm feeling today and then maybe like the next day i'll be like oh, i want to talk about this and just it's a relief and mm-hmm. honestly writing and maybe just like talking to yourself I know it sounds weird but I talk to myself a lot when I'm alone (laughs) and I talk to myself like I'm talking to someone else I don't know if that makes sense but like Mm -hmm. I'll share like on my mind and then I'll respond to myself and Mm -hmm. I'm like is there two people honestly I I feel like I do that now and like that's my praying is it the Gemini in us there's two of us I guess there is (laughs) anyway Anyway, this was an awesome conversation. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening.